Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Romans chapter 6 this morning. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. Let me just ask, does, does anybody ever struggle with sin in your life? You laugh? Okay, nobody, just me. All right, well, we don't have to do this. And so what do you do in your life when you struggle with sin? Well, Paul gives us the answer, not in Romans chapter 6, but actually in Galatians chapter 5. I'll just read this to you. It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Pretty easy. I guess that's all we need to talk about. Let's pray and close. And No, that's the problem, isn't it? It's like, what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? And so I want to talk about that today. We've been going through this series on Thursday nights, and I did the first two on Sunday morning. We're on number seven on our journey through the missing person, a biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. And, and nowhere is the spirit more missed, probably, to a large degree, than the Christian life. When a Christian finds themselves struggling, fighting, failing, when it comes to their battle with sinful temptations and things that would draw them away to that. So what I wanted to do here in in Romans chapter 6 is I wanted to start out with kind of the mechanics of this. So hopefully this will be very practical for you as we look at this and, and just kind of understand why we struggle with sin and why the Christian should not struggle with sin. Okay, and, that, and, and how to overcome that. That's what our, our topic is today. And so Paul, he's making an argument, starts out with an argument, just to give you a little bit of background as to where we are. In Romans chapter 5, Paul talked about where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Right, And, and so he, he got to talk about, he's talking about where sin was abounding, where sin was happening, and sin was horrible, and sin was something that was just you know, overflowing in people's lives. He said it was at that point that Jesus came and he made grace to abound much, much more. Now, I want to ask this question because I think that this is where we have a difficulty and this is where we question things. Should we, as Christians, believe that we could be forgiven for any sin. Should we believe that even if I premeditated, even if I made a statement like, well, I know God's going to forgive me, so I'm just going to sin anyway. Should we believe that God could forgive even that sin? That's a tough question because if we say, no way, God can't forgive that sin, then we find ourselves in direct conflict with the Scripture 
But if we say, yeah, sure, God could forgive that sin, then we worry about, is somebody just going to go and start living a life of sin? And so I want to talk about this dilemma here, as Paul does too, and and Paul wants to talk about it, because in chapter 6, verse 1, he says this, he makes this statement, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now, if we do continue in sin, can grace abound? Yes, it can. But shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? That's the question that Paul is, is putting here. And, and, and that's what we're accused of as Christians. You know, when the cults come to us and they look at us and they say, well, you Christians, you just think that you can accept Jesus Christ and live however you want. You know, you can just go, because what they have for themselves is a list of rules and regulations and laws that they're following. And really what they're saying when they say that, read between the lines, what they're saying when they say that is, well, I would like to just be able to go out and sin all I want. But they're accusing us of saying, Jesus died for all of my sins so I can just live however I want. But Paul tells us something very different here. Now, this turns out not to be the the question that we should even be asking. Remember, well, before I get into that, Years ago, there was a young man in our church, and he was struggling with something pretty severe, and and he was kind of through counseling telling people, this is what I want to do. This sin is what I want to commit. And there was a few of us guys working with the man. And he said, well, I know that if I do it, God will forgive me. And (laughs) you know that's a bad sign. And I love what one of our elders said. I think this was just, it was from the Lord. He says, buddy, that's not the point. That's not the point that he will forgive you. It is the devastation you will cause yourself and everyone around you if you go down that road. Now, how do we know? How could he so liberally say that? Because we know from Scripture that God's grace does abound. In fact, you don't have to look any farther than David himself to see that. David, a man who committed adultery. And then when he found out that she was pregnant, trying to cover it up, he had her husband murdered, right? I mean, where's forgiveness for that? Of course, the the prophet Nathan came to him and he says, you're the man, you did this. And David wisely humbled himself and said, God, to you and you alone have I sinned and done this great wickedness. And it says... Ironically, for this guy who'd walked with the Lord for so many years and done so many wonderful things in the Lord's name, he'd done all these awful things, and God put away his sin. But it wasn't long after that that his son Amnon, seeing that his half-sister Tamar was beautiful and he thought he loved her, he lusted after her, he raped her, and then he decided after he did that that he didn't love her. And, you know, Absalom, his other son, who had seen this go on and and heard from his sister, who was his full-blood sister, Tamar, Absalom then killed Amnon, and David didn't do anything about that either. Why? Because he felt guilty for his own sin, and how can I judge him? And who knows, but David wasn't dealing with this. And then he kind of exiled Amnon for a long time, or Absalom, excuse me, Absalom for a long time, until finally he allowed Absalom to come back, but he never would deal with it. He never would confront him. He never would deal with it. And so Absalom 
decided his father was weak and decided that he was going to take over the kingdom. And, and this was painful. David's closest companion, his, his best friend, Ahithophel, left David's side, sided with Absalom, and tried to overthrow David. So not only is his son against him, but his best friend is joined with his son and they want to overthrow him. Apparently, Ahithophel was Bathsheba's grandfather. So he kind of knew what was happening. And so this sin kind of perpetuated itself in destruction, not in just David's life, but in all of his kids' lives. And all this pain and all this anguish and all this trouble that was a fallout from David's. And not only that, his other son would try to take the throne and Solomon would have him killed later. Just devastation and devastation and devastation are the consequences of sin. Will God forgive you? That's not the point. Of course, where, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more, as Paul so eloquently put it. But should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Notice verse 2, he says, certainly not. In other words, in, in the King James, I like how it says, God forbid. God forbid. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Do you believe that there is going to come a day in this flesh that you are now sitting in, that you will become sin-free. You'll never sin again. You'll never think about thought. You'll never desire a wrong thing. Is there a day that that's going to happen for you? Some are saying yes, some are saying no. I guarantee you there is going to day when, a day that that is going to happen to you. It's going to be the day that you fall down dead. And you know what? It doesn't matter as you're laying there dead, maybe you had a propensity to like the, the drink, and, and somebody came up to your body there, and they had a 30-year-old malt scotch, and they said, hey, try some. It's not going to tempt you at all. You're not, they come up with a box of Twinkies. Hey, buddy, look at this. Twinkie, ding dong. Nothing. Nothing. You're not going to say a word. You're not going to think about thought. You're not going to hate them for doing it when you can't open your mouth. You know, there's nothing there. You're going to be dead. Not just they're dead, but you're going to be in heaven with Jesus. And so you're no longer going to have that temptation. If you're a believer, that is. You're not going to lust. You're not going to envy. Nothing. Paul says here, notice that, how can we who died to sin, live any longer in it. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.